My girls have had the best time running around writing things on wooden beams that just makes them happy to know they're hidden in there. What my oldest would really like to do is to get a fake skeleton to put in the walls. <laughs> so someday when somebody's remodeling, they don't know what they've just gotten themselves into. Welcome to the Art of Custom from Hibbs Homes. Sponsored by Pella Window and Doors and Ferguson Bath Kitchen and Lighting Gallery. In this episode, we talk with our client, Amanda Bell, and project manager, Amy Harold about adaptive and sensory design for the custom home. We discuss the design options chosen by the Bell family for their children's sensory needs and the unique choices that make their home a fun and happy place. Enjoy. Every time you walk into a space, you tap into four of your five senses. Sight is obvious, smell hopefully is mildly engaged, touch, and you of course will hear whatever is around you. But have you ever thought about designing a home for the senses? I am a big proponent of making a space as comfortable as possible with lighting. I think it just impacts the mood. I mean, you you even look at with LED lights, you know, you can hear the buzz in the LED lights. You see the blue cast. And so I think it's so important to the comfort of a space. And this project that we're going to be talking about today is just takes all of my wildest dreams and makes them come true. I wish everybody could see the smile in your eyes right now. This is a subject near and dear to your heart. It really is. And just in seeing some of the design pieces that have come through, it just automatically, you know, set off fireworks, you know. So we're talking about the Bell Project. Amanda and Brent Bell, there's so many words I could use to describe what a wonderful couple they are. And they've got three kids who are equally as wonderful. We've gotten to know them. Um, We designed their home and we're now building it. We're we're all the way through the drywall process. But the bells are very special to us for a very special reason. Right. We're going to hear a little bit about that. But the the family, actually, they have a lot of different needs that are going to be met through this home. It is exactly why people build custom is this home. That's absolutely right. This is why you build custom. And if you're thinking about building custom, this will just give you an idea of the detail in which you can take that build to make sure that you and your family are comfortable in that home. Um, So we're going to be talking with Amanda Bell. We're also going to be hearing from Amy Harold. She's our general manager out in our northern Salt Lake market. And we had a chance to sit down with Amanda, with Amy recently, talk to them about uh, the sensory features and designs of their beautiful home that's under construction in Highland, Utah. Amy and Amanda, awesome to have you with us. Uh, Amy, you already know this, but I'll, I'll bring it up anyway. We do refer to Amanda, Brent, her husband, and their family as our favorite clients ever, don't we? I think so. I'm flattered. Amanda, really, it's it's awesome to have you with us. Um, tell us a little bit about your story. I think our listeners would really like to understand why you're making the move from California to Utah and uh, what went behind that decision that you made. Uh, my husband and I have three adult children now, which is strange that they're adults, but <laughs> one is almost 26, one is 24, and one is 21. And they are all on the high-functioning end of the autism spectrum. They were diagnosed as teenagers, which happens often with high-functioning because it's a little bit different. 
but they have special needs in that there are things in life that are hard for them to handle, um, just like other people on the spectrum. They're incredibly intelligent, incredibly charming, incredibly funny, but managing life is a little bit of a challenge. And my husband and I own a dental practice in California, and California is kind of changing right now, and there just really wasn't much of a future for them. They still live with us, which is perfectly fine with me. They can live with me their whole life if they want to. But if we'd stayed in where we were in California, that would have been their only option. And we wanted to make sure that they had options to do whatever it is they wanted to do in their life, to get support from family, to get support from different doctors. You know, in California, I had to drive three hours to get a good doctor for them. So there wasn't much of a future there for them. So we have made a big leap and moved our family to Utah, and they're already thriving. You know, when you're talking about autism, there's kind of a a set list of things that are kind of standard that people on the spectrum experience. They have trouble with social interaction. They get overwhelmed by sensory issues that could be sound, light, temperature, proximity to others. And then there's also kind of figuring out how to handle society because they don't read facial expressions or voice inflection at all. That that doesn't register with them. So it's hard for them to understand what's really going on. And they're very literal. So sarcasm does not (laughs) register with them at all. So they have a hard time going out and maybe getting a job with an employer who doesn't understand their needs, who isn't going to be able to help them. They might not be able to work a full eight-hour shift. They might need to work in a place that's very dark. They might need some help interacting with coworkers. We've been fortunate enough that we employ them at our dental office, so I can give them those accommodations. But there was no options for them to try something else if they wanted And each of them has their own different things that are a bigger issue. Um, My oldest daughter has a very difficult time with light sensitivity, and she gets migraines every day. And so she needs a place in life where we can provide her a dark space if necessary. She also has a very hard time socially because she can't read people, and she experiences a lot of anxiety because of that, um, which is fairly typical. So she stays pretty close to home, um, pretty close to me. She's been treated pretty poorly in the past because people, and and by people, there's a word that's important to understand in the autism world, and, and that is neurotypical. Basically, if you're neurotypical, you're not autistic. We don't say normal and autistic because that's not the case. There's neurotypical and autistic. So neurotypicals don't understand autism a lot of times because that's not their experience at all. Why should they understand it? So sometimes um, my daughter especially comes off as being kind of strange or difficult. So she has a lot of social anxiety, and I need to be able to provide her a place where she can dip her toe into the water, try to meet some people, but also still stay close to me because I'm kind of her safety blanket. My son has really severe social anxiety and OCD, and life is just kind of really overwhelming for him. And we needed to be someplace where he could be close to his cousins who can help him kind of come out a little bit of his shell, where we could find better therapy sources and people who specialize in autism that understand the struggles and can help him start to learn to overcome as much as he possibly can. 
And my youngest daughter, um, who is actually extremely social, she was struggling because all of her friends had moved away and gone away to college. But she's really not ready to manage living on her own at this point. You know, she has some processing issues. And so for one reason or another, at this point in time, they all need to live close or with mom and dad so we can help them with a lot of things. But at the same time, some of them especially want to go out and explore the world a little bit. So we tried for a long time to send them off to their own place, and that didn't work. So we came with them. So Park City and Northern Utah in particular is where you guys are headed to. And tell me why uh, you chose that area and a little bit about, I know our listeners probably don't know about the uh, neurodivergent community that's kind of growing up around that. So we're actually building in Highland, which is in Utah County. The reason why we chose Highland, there's a couple reasons. Uh, First of all, all of my family over the years have moved back to Utah. Originally, my great-great-grandparents were from Utah and Idaho. Uh, My generation all grew up in California, but they've all moved back here. And a lot of them live in the Utah County area. So that was the first consideration is we wanted to be close to family members that our kids could learn to lean on for support because the reality is someday my husband and I won't be here. And if they still need help, we need to have a support system for them. The other reason why we chose it was related to our business because, you know, we will be opening a practice here in Utah and uh, in Saratoga Springs. And that's an area that's growing very quickly, which makes it a little easier to open a practice. And that's only about 15 minutes away from where we're building. Amy, I know this is a project that you have really enjoyed working on. And when you first met Amanda and learned of the needs of of the, the kids, you took a special interest in this project, and it's something that you've embraced working on. Talk about it from your perspective a little bit, and then we're going to dive into some of the details with Amanda. I think the first thing that really got me excited was I got to learn about autism. I think the world of Amanda and I think the world of her family, but at at the beginning, I I didn't really understand a lot of the challenges that come with that. And so my first reaction was, you know, wow, I get to learn about something I didn't know about. And it has been eye-opening. It has been enlightening. It has been kind of a spiritual experience for me to understand the way people with autism have to live. And I think in understanding that helps us work with them better. I have met um, one of Amanda's daughters, spent some time with her, and she is delightful. One of the, the funnest people to be around, I have to say. It's just been fun. It's been watching their family kind of go through this process. It's been um, my education. It's been having Amanda as my friend um, and just open to new experiences and watching them get everything that they need out of life. Now more than ever, it's important for you and your family to enjoy the spaces you're in most often. Count on the experts at Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery to help you make the most of home and create a space you'll love to live in together. 
Shop online or schedule a personalized consultation to discover stunning products from the comfort of your own home. Now, one of the things that I was really excited to hear about, Amy told me about some of the special products that are being selected for the house. And there are a lot of design features that are intended to kind of engage the senses too. And we're talking about sensory design today. And so I wanted you guys to talk a little bit about what's unique about those products and the way that the rooms in the house were designed in order to meet the needs of your children, Amanda. Okay, so the first thing to know is that this house is designed for five adults to live in it. Um, Five adults who, if they decide to get married someday and still need to live with us, they can. So that means that each person kind of needs to have their own little living space. We tried to lay the house out a little bit similarly to our old house because routine is very important and change is very hard. So it's not exactly identical, but there's a lot of stuff that's similar. And then each of their particular needs and interests we tried to address. So my daughter, who suffers from migraines, was very excited to be able to get a room in the dark basement um, that she could close off all light to. Um, Our son, he gets really hot and he doesn't like that. So we're going to have some pretty good air conditioning in this house. And he kind of needs his own space to zone out and play video games sometimes when he's really overwhelmed. So there's a video game loft that's going in. And then my youngest daughter, she needs her space when she gets overwhelmed with too much noise, too much anything. She needs her space. So her room in particular is really a self-contained space. She can go in there and just kind of live her life for a little bit for a couple hours until she, she resets. And we had a really good time picking out um, products, especially for the bathrooms, the tiles. I mean, all parents kind of spoil their kids, but because my kids have so many challenges and because they may live with me forever, who knows, I want them to be able to have a happy life and be able to do the things and enjoy the things that they want to enjoy. So my oldest daughter is getting kind of a fairy tale themed room. When we were talking about things to put in the rooms and we were doing Pinterest boards. I went to look at her Pinterest board for the bathroom and there were all these pictures of like bathrooms with full-size swimming pools in it and rivers running through the middle, like really fabulous stuff. And she, she didn't understand why that wasn't feasible. (laughs) So, cause the sky's the limit, you know, as far as imagination goes. So our designer, Lydia, um, who really, it's been a joy to work with her cause she's taken my children's very fabulous ideas and turn them into a reality. So this bathroom will have a little pebble riverbed running through it, which is pretty fun for Sabrina because she has a basement room and it's right next to the stairs. The space underneath the stairs we left open for her because she likes to have, sometimes she just needs a little dark space to curl up into when she needs to reset. And so this is a little room she can read. She loves to read And she can go in there and have her own little private nook. And she's extremely excited about that. And then 
some of the things on the outside of her room, the hallway leading into her room, are pretty fabulous as well. So one of the things that I noticed when I was even looking at the design of the bathroom is the river pebbles definitely stood out, but that made me want to go stand in that shower just because, you know, the texture and things like that. Um, so was that a consideration? I mean, is, the, is that a sensory input design feature as well? So it depends on the person. In Sabrina's case, they will be flat pebbles because if they were raised, that sensory input would bother her. Other people might want them to be raised and enjoy that sensory input. Just like everybody else, everyone has their own unique sensory issues. In autism, they tend to be a lot more major, but it's like a menu. I was told once, and everybody has their own menu and their own recipe about what bothers them or what makes them feel better. So we did have to take that into consideration for each child. One of the things that was really fun was going with Sabrina and Amanda and design team and watching Sabrina go through all the tiles and like feeling them and the textures and picking out the ones she loved and, and then taking those ideas to Lydia, our designer and, and Lydia running with it and creating something magical with, with the things that Sabrina found that she loved. That was, that was pure joy. That was a fun day. And Amy, I was going to, that's that, that was where my question for you was going. You had a chance to experience this firsthand, not only working with Lydia Huffman, LH Designs, who's absolutely phenomenal, but also working with Amanda. And you talked about the experience of working closely with her daughter, but I think you got a chance to really experience the fun of working with everybody. So from your perspective, who's overseeing this project, that had to be very fulfilling for you. The whole thing has been fulfilling. It, it's just fun, right, Amanda? Like we just have fun. We want to. We want to do this every day. It is fun, <laughs> um, you know. And and the partners that we work with have come to know um, Amanda and her family, and they have been fantastic to be there with us and go through, you know, the selections process and find unique ways to to bring in fun and practicality. And, you know, sensory needs for each individual child. I'd hate to call them children. They're not children. I know. They're my kids, but they're adults, yeah. (laughs) Right. If you're an autism family, you're probably pretty nerdy. Um, One of the great things about Lydia is that she's been able to take all our fabulous, fantastic thoughts and create kind of a geek chic environment, um, which is helpful. Good word. But um, Sabrina is a very big fan of the movie Labyrinth. And I don't know, a few years ago, I didn't know, but she'd, if you've seen Labyrinth, you would understand, but there, there are these giant door knockers, and I mean huge, that are in the movie. And I guess she'd been looking for reproductions of them, and she found some that were actually made from the same cast. And so she bought them. And they arrived at our house, and I mean, they're huge. And I just said, I don't even know what we're going to do with this. I mean, I don't know where we're going to be able to put it. And she mentioned it to Lydia. Sure, but don't be upset if she says there's no place to put it. And Lydia was like, absolutely, we can use those. And so she's designed this little hallway going up to Sabrina's um, room that has a bunch of doors in it. Some of them are actually open into spaces and some of them don't. And um, the door knockers will hang on a couple of those. 
Yeah, they're great. They're fam- and they're fantastic. Like they're so unique. There's so many things in this house that are really unique to this family. Uh, you were talking about uh, Sadie and and quiet, and that's important to her. So you know, we use solid core doors, and we used um, soundproofing between her rooms and and her brother's room, so that everything is as quiet as it can be in her space. And so there's just little unique things in all the parts of the home that are specific to, I love the word geek chic. I think I'm going to use it from now on. (laughs) Even, even Amanda has a really quirky collection of cookie jars from Disney, right? Looney Tunes. Yeah. Looney Tunes. That's right. (laughs) Looney Tunes. And so, you know, we've created you know, a space to display those in this beautiful home we're building that it makes it fit in. It it takes all these elements that are unique to this family and also an amazingly beautiful, well-built home um, that kind of creates this geek chic. I love it. I love that. This podcast is sponsored by Pella Windows and Doors. Pella is the industry leader in innovation and style. Windows have become a key element in home design, and Pella has the product and professionals to guide you to your perfect solution. Pella is cutting edge in energy efficiency, durability, and performance. If you're tired of looking through screens, check out the Pella Integrated Roll Screen that you won't see until you need it. Pella offers the broadest selection of premium products to meet any budget and any design inspiration. Allow Pella to show you what they can do to improve the style and comfort of your home. With Pella's limited lifetime warranty, you won't have to worry about windows and doors again. Call 314-714-0100 to make an appointment or visit our showroom in Chesterfield Valley. Amanda, I am a... um self-proclaimed, I guess, geek. I um, do the comic book convention stuff, and I've even spoken on panels, big Doctor Who fan. And what I noticed is that you guys had some Funko Pop that you put behind the walls, and that really stood out to me. I wanted to, I wanted you to share that with our listeners, too, because I just thought that was so cool. So the number one thing to know about our family is that we love who we are. We do not view autism as being broken at all. It's just a different way of being. And we like our home to be a happy, fun place. So that's just us. If other people come in and don't like it, that's okay. But we want to be happy while we're in it. So the story about the Funkos is that um, in our old home, we had some water damage. And we had to pull out part of our kitchen And my oldest daughter, Sabrina, who is truly delightful, everyone should spend time with her, um, she (laughs) really wanted to put a a Funko Pop in the wall so it would be walled over and it would be hidden there forever. And someday, in 100 years, when somebody was remodeling, they would tear down the wall and find this. So the first thing she wanted to get was Gollum from Lord of the Rings. And I told her I couldn't have that staring at me from behind the wall. So then she settled on a character named Ron Swanson from a TV show. And so we put it up in the wall and it sat there and it sat there and it took a long time to get the, the wall done, probably like two months. And right when they were getting ready to board it up, we said, well, Ron Swanson's a part of the family now. We can't put him in the wall and we took him out. So <laughs> fast forward to this house, 
you know, my girls have had the best time running around writing things on the wooden beams, all kinds of little inside jokes and funny things that just makes them happy to know they're hidden in there. And Sabrina decided she really wanted to put some Funkos in this house. And she wanted to get the Kool-Aid man because she thought that is funny to think about the Kool-Aid man behind the log and the bust out. <laughs> and my uh, youngest daughter has recently discovered Seinfeld. So she wanted George Costanza. And then, then there's an anime character. I'm not sure who it is. So I said, okay. And I took them to the house and we tried to find a place to put them and they just didn't fit in the walls. And they were so dejected. And then I found a perfect little niche under the stairs where they could go. And so the girls made me write, please leave here for posterity so nobody would take them. And we photographed where they are. So in the future, when we're walking down the stairs, they will know what's behind there. It's like the boy who lived under the stairs, too, to kind yes. of edge that nerd reference in there. What my <laughs> oldest would really like to do is to get a fake skeleton to put in the walls so that <laughs> so someday when somebody's remodeling, they don't know what they've just gotten themselves into. Negative space under the countertops yes. between your cabinets. Right. That's the perfect spot. Yes. Amy and Amanda, just hearing these stories, you can truly tell the, the joy and the happiness in Amanda's voice and even yours, Amy, when you're telling us these stories. And quite frankly, as a custom builder who's been doing this for 18 years and, and who builds lots of nice homes and lots of different designs, this truly has been such a fun project for us. And this is the reason why we're able to deliver a beautiful home to Amanda, Brent, and you know the, the kids, a home that they're going to love, they're going to enjoy, that fits them perfectly, that is their happy place, their happy, fun place. And so as a custom builder, we, I, I could not be more pleased to hear this conversation back and forth and, and just love the, the sharing that's taking place right now. So Amanda, I want to take it in a, quickly just a, another direction, talking a little bit about you know, special needs, whether it's autism or, or some of the others. Are you seeing that in public spaces that those needs are being addressed more and more? I think that there's no choice but to address it, particularly when you're talking about autism. There's so many people who have it, high functioning especially, and society's actually going to have to adapt to it. There won't be a choice. So you see a lot of that happening in schools where they are very adaptive for sensory needs and things like that. Problem is when people become adults, everyone just sort of thinks, well, you're an adult now. You should be able to be like everybody else. And so that's the area that I'm hoping it's starting to change. There are some companies that are really specifically working with people on the spectrum but I think that the world is getting much more tolerant of people who 
have differences in their life because everyone has a right to feel included. Everyone has a right to be happy. Nobody should be made to feel like they're different or bad. Um, And that just takes everybody being understanding. From what I understand, there is a small community that's being developed specifically for neurodivergent adults in the northern Utah area. And there are some facilities that kind of raised up around that area to address some of those needs as well. Is that um, part of what drew you out there, Amanda? Or what do you know about those projects? Well, I know that there is a high level of autism in Utah, especially high functioning. I know in my research before we came that there are a lot of specialty places that are set up to specifically deal with the needs of autism. The unfortunate thing is there are not enough of them yet, and there's two-year waiting lists to get involved in any of these projects because that's how much need there is for them. So that's okay because we still have a lot more resources here than we did before, and I'm really glad people are starting to do this, and it's just going to take more people getting on board because there are a lot of people with these different issues. Amanda, thank you for sharing your story. This has meant a lot to us to be able to build you, Brent, and the kids your your beautiful home. We can't wait to wrap it up this fall and have you guys move in and, and truly enjoy it. And I also want to thank you for the term geek chic, because not only is Amy going to start using it, but I have a feeling so is Melody in some of yeah. our marketing and things. I didn't make it I up, mean... but it's a great word. <laughs> I love it. Uh, well, Amy, thank you as well for sharing your experience in working with the Bells. You're doing a great job on on running the project for us. And uh, like I said, we, we we look forward to finishing the project and, and getting the Bells inside their home. So thank you to Amy and thank you to Amanda as well. Well, Kim, I, I'd like the opportunity to thank you guys because you've just been really great with my family. Everyone has made them feel wonderful and happy. Nobody's been judgmental. You guys have taken all of our weird ideas and said, yep, let's figure that out. And as a mom of people with autism who are sometimes treated differently, it means the entire world to me when people just embrace them and help them along the way. So from my deepest part of my heart, thank you. You are very welcome. And I know this is this has been a special project for Amy. So uh, Amy, do you have any final comments for Amanda? Because I know you've loved this project. I, I do. And in fact, when you said we're looking forward to wrapping it up and finishing it, I said, no, we're not. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so we can take longer? Did you hear that, Amanda? <laughs> what you need is a whole autism department and I'll come run that. We we do. And, and, and Amanda and I are going to take some retreats, I think, when it's all over. And, and, <laughs> But no, I, I do love their family and I I feel very privileged to even be a part of the process. So thanks for sharing it with us. Thank you both. So how long have we been doing this podcast now? Five seasons? Five seasons, yes. That has to be my favorite interview ever. Absolutely. And I'm not lying. I know that, you know, I, I might have said that before, but I, I truly mean it. That was such a fun, emotional, and, and Amy used the word spiritual. It, it kind of was. Yeah. I, you know, I was engaged the whole time. I could have just, we could have gone on for 45 minutes to an hour. And I, I know that we're going to actually have more content to share with everybody because yes. there's so much more to this story that we didn't even get to touch on. I loved when Amanda said that they're building this home to be their um, happy, fun place. 
that really hit home to me because, quite frankly, when I think about my home and kind of what we built for my family and how you you decorate it and everything, you do. You want your home to be your your happy, fun place and feel comfortable and feel safe and secure. And and that's exactly what uh, what we're doing for the Bells. Well, the Geek Chic was oh, yeah. one of my favorite pieces that she brought in there. Um, you know, as... As a lifelong David Bowie fan, the labyrinth knockers that she was talking about, like I'm sitting here thinking about where can I put that in my home? Right. I love it. It's so much whimsy too. I mean, I, I think it just, it's part of the fun and people sometimes take themselves way too seriously and, yeah. you know, having that whimsy, it puts a smile on your face, you know? I can't wait until this home is finished because I know you will do it justice with sharing photos and videos. And we're going to try to fulfill a goal of Amanda's, which is to try to spread the word about high-functioning autism and to let the public know that they're contributors to our, our society and don't treat them differently. Um, embrace them, welcome them, um, which is certainly what we've done with their family. And I've enjoyed meeting every single one of them. I have not had a chance to meet the son yet, which I look forward to. But the daughters, um, Sabrina and Sadie, are just are just awesome. I had fun with them when I was out in Utah not that long ago. I was watching them write their notes on the, on the studs and everything. And they're just thoroughly enjoying this process. And that makes my heart feel good. Well, and you know, when you're enamored with your home, watching it come together, it's just, you can hear the joy in her voice when she talks about, you know, all of the different design pieces and, you know, the thought that's gone on with all of this. And what's so fun about it too, is the fact that everything is coming together and everything is coming together for a purpose and everybody is thoroughly happy with what's happening. Well, and I did want to touch on, even outside of um, autism, there are a lot of adaptive design features that you can build into your home for (laughs) a variety of, you know, neurodivergence is one of my favorite words. I don't think I can, I can even pronounce that word. So I'm (laughs) glad you keep using it. Um, You know, ADD and ADHD, creating spaces for children where they can thrive, creating spaces for adults where they can thrive. And, you know, it's, especially with us having to adapt to working from home more Mm -hmm. and, you know, everybody just being at home more. I think it's really, it's a great topic to share about. It it really is because if you think about it over the years, we've done many shows on ADA compliant homes and wider hallways, wider doors. What do you do with vanities and accessibility and all? But we really haven't focused on the other type of special needs. So I'm glad we did this. Um, interview with Amanda. Glad we're bringing some awareness to it. And and hopefully as the project comes to a conclusion, we'll be able to do even more. And and like Amanda said, one of her goals is is to make sure that, that people really understand the spectrum of autism and the world that in which they live and how we can, can help each other, if that makes sense. But you know what we have to mention, though, is if you remember that Sabrina told uh, Amanda, before she did the podcast, that, that she really wants to meet Kevin Bacon sometime. She wants to find her seven degrees. Seven of, degrees. So of Kevin we, Bacon. Do you think mm-hmm. we can help in any way find that and make I mean, it happen? We have we have such an awesome widespread listener True. base. So if anybody can help us with seven degrees of Kevin Bacon. <laughs> To Sabrina Bell in uh, Utah, Utah. Yeah. help us jump on our um, our Instagram or our Facebook. You can also um, message us at melody at hibshomes.com, Kim at hibshomes.com. These messages come directly to us instead of just... I mean, seriously, if we could make that dream come true for Sabrina, I, I can only imagine. So please, our listeners out there, if anybody can help us... 
um, that seven degrees to Kevin Bacon, we would be forever indebted to you. (laughs) And on our website, we're also going to be sharing resources about adaptive and sensory design. So you can go to our show notes and get some more information and resources. We have some um, information centers that we're going to link to. Good show. Thoroughly enjoyed it. Um, Thank you as usual for your time. I hope all of our listeners have enjoyed this. Um, Anything else uh, before we close? Uh, No. uh, If you have any questions or comments, use our line 314-266-9709. So that's 314-266-9709, right? Yeah. You can can leave us a question or a comment. And uh, if you can, review us on your favorite podcast. There you go. I I agree with that. Make sure you you, uh, rate and review because we would certainly love it. All right, lots of great shows coming up, so make sure you tune in on our next episode. Until then, we will talk to you later. For more information, visit www.artofcustompodcast.com or find us on Facebook as The Art of Custom and on Twitter at Art of Custom Pod. Be sure to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts to get the latest episodes, and please rate and review to help us grow. The Art of Custom is produced by Hug Monster Sound, with original music by Adam Frick-Ferdine. Thanks for listening!